Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm super excited. I have Christine Eck on with me, and we are going to be chatting all about um, the Ayurvedic lens of kind of the pre-postpartum health and um, talking about her Center for Sacred Window and all of her um, program with that. So I discovered her online and um, reached out to her because I figured this would be a great interview to kind of round out the series that I've been doing this month. So um, welcome, Christine. Thank you so much, Andrea. So happy to be here. Yeah. So uh, a few get to know you questions. The first one, I want to know, what is your favorite Ayurvedic practice? Hmm. Well, I suppose it depends on a lot of different things where I'm at in the moment. I think the beautiful thing about Ayurveda is that you have different choices depending on how you're feeling. Yes. Um, but maybe for right now, since it's fall, I am really starting to love warmer, um, like constantly drinking warm water during the day. It's a super easy um, and kind of addicting routine to get in. I love it. I just had a cup of tea myself. <laughs> So I want to know, how many kiddos do you have? I have four, four boys. And what is your favorite outdoor activity? Oh, I think just sitting in the garden. Honestly, my life is, is really funny and wild with all the energy around me from the kids. And it's just so perfect to just sit still outside. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I only have one little boy and I can imagine having four of those. Woo. A lot of energy. <laughs> Something else. <laughs> and what is your favorite way to engage your kiddos in a mindful practice? Mm, good question. Um, I think promoting, um, well, first of all, like definitely helping them to, to get all the energy that they have out and, and, you know, ways that are really balancing for them, but, um, but then just kind of teaching them to breathe and be still too, and kind of connect with, with their breath is, um, is really beautiful and they get it. They can feel it. I love that. And what are the ages of your boys? Well, the oldest is 12. He just started middle school and I've got a nine-year-old in fourth grade and um, a five-year-old who just started kindergarten for the first time and a two-and-a-half-year-old who's still at home with me. Mm, I love that. Oh, well, let's go into a little bit more about um, how you kind of discovered Ayurveda and how it kind of came into your life. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I had had my first baby. Um, he was uh, maybe about a year and a half old. And I just... Um, you know, sometimes there's that feeling that you're supposed to do something and you're not sure what it is. Um, and I was thinking, oh, I'm supposed to go back to school for something. And I was researching some pretty diverse um, areas of continuing education and, and Ayurveda was one of them. And it seemed a little bit of a departure from my professional past before that. I had been a teacher. I'd been um, I studied theater in college, and and so Ayurveda. Although I was very drawn to alternative medicine and and sort of spirituality and wellness, um, it did seem like a bit of uh, a departure in a way from my my education prior to that. Uh, but I just felt it, and the second that I sat in that first day, um, it was at the Kripalu School of Ayurveda. I just knew I was in the right spot. Um, and I, I 
became pregnant with my second child when I was in that two-year program. And um, I learned from the first one that, gosh, it is it is a lot harder than I had expected. And I, I felt pretty blindsided. And so when I became pregnant again, and I was in the school of Ayurveda, I was so floored to discover that Ayurveda had this really rich tradition about postpartum care. And that was, that was the beginning for me. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that I can totally, <laughs> um, I guess see eye to eye with you on the postpartum. Cause that's kind of the same thing that happened to me, I guess, after my son was born, that's when I kind of really dove into Ayurveda and started studying it myself and, um, can feel that just kind of that, um, I guess kind of the lack of support, even like postpartum and not really understanding that. And I think that's something that a lot of us in our, you know, modern culture deal with, you know, and some talk about it and some people don't, um, you know, what have you kind of seen in that regards, uh, to Ayurveda helping out people, during that precious time during the postpartum months? I think folks are starting to really pay attention to this perspective because it is such a common experience to be blindsided when your baby is born. And we just simply don't have the structures and the tradition built in to be prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and here we are, you know, several generations in of, of our mothers and grandmothers, not necessarily receiving the support that they probably needed. Um, and so we don't have that built in family and community structure of, oh, these are the things we do for you after your baby is born. And this is what we pay attention to. And these are the things that you probably are going to be feeling and experiencing, um, we just don't have that knowledge as a culture um, settled in. So there's no plan for it. And so while we have these incredible uh, resources for preparing for birth and through each step of our pregnancies, we don't actually have those types of things as sort of a household routine, you know, put in for postpartum. And And people are knowing about that now and people are feeling that. And I I feel like it's such a resonant discussion when we bring it up. We're like, oh my gosh, me too. Oh my gosh, me too. And a lot of people who are drawn towards studying Ayurvedic postpartum care really come from that motivation of remembering that they didn't know and they want other people to know so that others can have a more supported experience. Mm. And do you find like having, you know, since you've had four kiddos, you did each time get a little bit easier for you or every time like that support and that, um, you know, kind of that community was definitely needed. Well, I mean, so the second time around, I, I had found out about what was going on with my body postpartum and why it was so hard. And I had started looking at the Ayurvedic tradition around postpartum. So really for the second, third and fourth kid, I knew what was going on. And yes, it was still hard at times. Yes, I was still tired. But I had the awareness of what I could potentially need. And so before those babies were born, I could put my support structures in place and I could kind of coach my mother-in-law and my mom on, on what types of things were best for me to eat. I could prepare some herbal preparations ahead of time that, you know, I could take every day. 
I could line up my, my massage therapist friend uh, who also knows Ayurveda and she could give me some postpartum abhyangas. There were things that I could put in place and have a simple awareness about that completely changed the game. And so each other time, uh, I mean, it, it's just a completely different story. And that's really why I am doing what I'm doing with the Center for Sacred Window Studies, because um, I felt it firsthand. Mm. Do you find that when people kind of reach out to you, they might have been through, um, already been through a pregnancy and they want the second, you know, postpartum time to be a little bit more joyful and connected? Um, or are you finding more people with that first baby? They're like, yeah, I know that I'm going to need that care. Yeah, you know, it's such a variety. I mean, at this point, our program is really teaching, um, focused on the caregiver. So doulas, um, Ayurvedic practitioners, any kind of professional that works with new parents, um, those are the folks who are probably the majority coming in. But there are a number of expecting parents who who go through the program, too, um, who really want to know about it for their own benefit. Um, and that's a blend. Some of them are first time uh, parents. Many of them actually are, are second time or beyond parents. Um, but what I love about this subject matter is it's just, it has such a draw because I think energetically as a culture, we know that it's a missing piece. And I, I see the synchronicities in this type of care all around the world. Ayurveda is a well-documented resource, but it is certainly not the only uh, tradition, set of traditions that we can look to. Um, and that is even more beautiful to me that, you know, cultures that had rich traditions around food and, and care, um, we're really looking at the same types of concepts like across the world. It's, it's pretty cool. I love it. Um, so I want to know and kind of dive deeper now into that sacred postpartum window that you've called it. Um, you know, just kind of letting people know what exactly is that? So I think that's one of the things I love about Ayurveda. There's a specific term in Ayurveda called Kaya Kalpa, and it literally means body time. But ultimately, it's like this specific window of time where the opportunity for healing is much higher than at any other time. So for example, the historic ancient texts of Ayurveda talk about this Kaya Kalpa and the six weeks after a person brings a baby into the world is one of those Kaya Kalpa windows. So when we offer specific conscious caregiving during that time, the new mother, the new birther has an opportunity for rejuvenation and rebalancing and bringing in strength and vitality for mothering, for parenting in a Hope I think I might have lost you. So we like to look at the sacred window as the specific window of time because it 
it's historically an Ayurveda set aside. It's, it's a, a six week window where new parents, women are wide open for healing and rejuvenation and vitality in ways that are different from any other time. So when we're able to give that type of care at this specific, vulnerable, wide open window, we're really setting up health for like the next decades of parenting. I think what's so interesting is that, you know, the birth is one day, you know, and then postpartum, that whole window is, that's a, that's a chunk. That is a, a commitment you're getting into. So if we can take that period of time and really give good care and consciousness to our nutrition and to our support and to all of the things, um, we're setting ourselves up for great vitality far, far into the future. Mm. Yes. And then that's for, you know, the mama, baby and whole family too, right? Truly. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, the specific focus generally tends to be on, on the birthing parent, but, but goodness, like, I mean, partners are in it too, and they've got their own, they may not have the physical transformation, but they certainly have like the emotional and mental transformation piece happening. Um, So, you know, postpartum caregiving really expands throughout the whole family. Mm. And, you know, what about some tips that you, you know, may recommend during that sacred postpartum time? Um, Like I know for me, I had one of my clients, she was concerned because her son and daughter-in-law um, decided that <laughs> a month after the baby was born, they were going to drive cross country because they've always wanted to live in a new city and stay there for a month. Cause that was going to be their like vacation. And she had concern about that. Um, but they were set on this and um, yeah, like that, I mean, stuff like that, that, you know, maybe before kiddos and before you've went through birth and potentially, you know, could be a traumatic birth as well. Like it might sound like a great idea, but why might stuff like that not be the best time to do things like that? Uh, Yeah, well, I think, you know, without going into any of the specific Ayurvedic concepts, you know, just looking at, at the idea about, about healing and what that means. So, so slowness, warmth, simplicity, um, like bringing in like unctuousness with like great oils and healthy fats. So like in specific tips would be, you know, kind of thinking about it, like cre- creating a little cocoon of, of postpartum coziness, you know, like creating spaces in your home that are warm and soft and, um, having, having a lot of support, you know, whether it's doula support, whether it's family and friends support, um, it's really not meant to, to go it alone. You know, this, this time, I think, um, traveling is never really a great idea because that brings in, you know, kind of the instability of, of movement and change. And, and for postpartum, we want things to kind of really feel grounded and slow and steady and solid. Um, so things like, you know, warm foods and warm drinks, um, milk tonics are a beautiful thing for, uh, postpartum people to have throughout the day. Um, 
you know, just warming things. Uh, postpartum abhyanga oil massage is a beautiful practice for helping to settle the nervous system and to bring um, unctuousness and, and groundedness to the body. Um, not to mention helping to kind of process. You can't imagine how many postpartum moms, including myself, will just start to cry when we're on the massage table because we're working through it all. You know, we're processing things and that's all of those things require attention to slowness and sweetness and love and simple choices. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Those, I mean, that's all that's wonderful. And I totally, I needed or should have done more of that after, you know, my son was born, but I didn't know, I didn't have those tools then. And, you know, now that I know some of the things that I've learned, I'm like, oh, this, I mean, it all just makes sense. And sometimes, you know, we have to go through that experience before we kind of realize that we can do things differently. Um, you know, if we choose to, you know, have another child, um, one of the things that I think people kind of think about is that postpartum time period, you know, can kind of, um, it can sneak up on us. When should, you know, families be looking at like their postpartum care during pregnancy? Hmm. You know, I think I, I like to look at the third trimester as like a great opportunity to start nesting and getting your ducks in a row. Um, for lots of folks, that's, you know, when people have their baby showers or their baby blessings and, and, um, you know, getting the nursery already or, or whatever families do to prepare. I think this is a really perfect time to start to think about and talk about, okay, well, what, what could be really challenging for us? You know, when the baby arrives, what, what might we need help with? And it could range from, you know, folks, bringing food or folks, you know, helping out with, with house stuff for dog walking or, uh, childcare for older kiddos. Um, all of those things when thought ahead of time, make it so much easier and less stressful when you are in those first precious six weeks where, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's just hard. And so the more hands on deck, uh, the easier it can be. And what about, so if someone's listening, they're kind of like, okay, um, Ayurvedic postpartum doula, what, what would they do? Cause I think sometimes people don't always know like, well, how would they help me? Or why should I be looking at potentially, you know, having that help? How, how does that relationship kind of work? Yeah, well, I think, I mean, it is a growing field. There are lots of resources for doulas in general. And even if there was not somebody specifically local to you that was trained as an Ayurvedic postpartum doula or caregiver, or sometimes we're called Ayur doulas. Um, there are so many ways that uh, you as an individual can research what types of foods are going to be ideal for you. There are recipe books out there. Um, there are places to read and learn more about the Ayurvedic perspective on postpartum. And so even if you have to kind of patch together, and I know this because I did it myself, I did not have a Ayurvedic postpartum doula available for me, um, for my many postpartum windows, <laughs> but I was able to just patch it together with, with people I knew who had really great supportive gifts. And, um, just by, even with 
that second baby, when I was brand new to these ideas, um, I was able to do it, you know, myself and with my family and friends and, you know, a couple professionals who could come in here and there. Um, it really doesn't have to be extensive. Um, knowledge is, is power and, and empowerment for kind of taking your own wellness into, um, into your own hands and not feeling like you're subject to this scary time that you hear so many things about. Um, I think that in itself is, is incredibly healing. Mm, yes. And what about, um, that postpartum period and just that surrender? Like I know that you had a blog post called the serenity of surrender. And I thought that was such a beautiful title and, you know, maybe someone hasn't really even thought about that and they're like, okay, surrender. What might that look like in that time period? Oh, I love that topic because that one took me a while to kind of come into connection with. Um, I think particularly in our, our pace of life and culture, things are, are fast paced and, and people are just doers. And we are, you know, as, as women, as expecting parents, we're so capable. We, we've got it. We feel, we have, feel like we have things, you know, we're, under control. So during that sacred window, we kind of want to start to embody the opposite of that. We kind of want to be able to let go. Number one of expectation, because I remember that moment of kind of panic and I'm holding my, my baby like, Oh my gosh, like I can't control him. Like he is his (laughs) own being who has opinions and feelings. And I can't, make them a certain way. Like I've got to just roll with him. And, um, and that felt uncomfortable. And another aspect of that is just the concept of going slow and just sitting in bed and gazing at my baby's feet for like a long time (laughs) and not feeling like I had to be doing five things. Mm. Um, And Mm. that's challenging. And, you know, I, I can write about it and I know it in my brain and I've accessed that experience, but it's still hard. You know, it's still hard to go slow and let things be quiet and not have lots of stimulation and kind of a caveat to that is asking for help, you know, mm-hmm. so that we're not placing ourselves as the responsible party for doing all the things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The, I mean, the stimulation, it's so easy now. Cause I mean, like my, my parents, they didn't have like this technology. You can easily just have your phone out as you're breastfeeding now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you can just check out. So, so easy. And, um, you know, which I don't know. I mean, I was trying to be mindful of it for the most part. Um, but that's something that it can be hard because, you, you know, especially at 3am feeding when you're exhausted, like sometimes I'm like, I need that light, to keep me up, you know, and that's kind of where, um, you know, even the partner can play a role and just kind of, you know, being like, okay, I'm going to get up or at least talk to you or, you know, kind of help bond in a way as well with the family. Yeah, it's 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 a different world right now with all the access to information we have at our fingertips and that in itself creates speed in the mind and and you know we want to 
just be mindful. And, and I, that's what you said, you know, you were trying to be mindful of, of balancing that. And that's really all it takes is, is remembering. I, I love to look at it like, oh, I'm not going to be down on myself because I was just, you know, checking out my emails or whatever, but, oh, how awesome of me that I remembered to be mindful about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Can twist it. Like, good job. Good job, Christine. You remember that you shouldn't be doing that. Let's take some breath instead, you know, whatever. Yes. So we can always spin it to a positive, uh, loving loving turn. Yeah. Um, and one of the things, you know, like that sacred window, those first six weeks, you know, are such a vital time, you know, recovery wise postpartum. And then, you know, if someone's kind of listening, they might've been like, okay, they've talked a little bit about it, but, um, can you just tell people again, like maybe just why we should slow down those first six weeks and you know, how it might affect us, um, I guess, cause someone might be listening like, okay, they've told us a little bit about it, but can we go like really deep into like, why might that be something I should be looking at and really blocking out those six weeks just to be at home? Yeah. So important. So, so ultimately when a person gives birth, there are specific elements that become really vitiated or increased um, from that experience. It's a huge transition in the body. I mentioned, you know, a transition in the mind, transition in the heart, transition in the emotions, all, the whole thing. Um, so in Ayurveda, we, we talk about the doshas, which are combinations of the elements in nature. Ayurveda is really an explanation of how nature is organized and how that is reflected in hu the human experience. So after birth, we've got a really elevated vata dosha, which are the elements of air and space. Um, so this is nat natural. It's, it's supposed to happen and it happens for everybody. It's not this disease that now we have to fix. It's just this natural experience that birthers have. And by taking care to eat foods and practice routines and surround yourself with the other elements that will help to balance that air and space, we can help create a natural rebalancing of it. So, um, and that's the thing that I didn't know after having my first. And so I was not aware that there were certain foods that would be helpful and certain foods that were not going to be helpful. Um, and I wasn't aware that there were I mean, I knew, you know, you know, you're supposed to sleep when your baby sleeps, but if you don't know why it's hard to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think having this type of understanding is so transformative because we then know, oh, so I'm feeling really tired and weak. I am having a hard time producing enough breast milk. I am feeling a little bit anxious. Um, I don't really know exactly how to express to somebody else what I need right now. Um, I'm kind of feeling cold. Um, you know, all of these things are pretty common and they're also pretty easy to address when you start looking at, okay, well, um, let's look at what you're eating. It looks to me like you actually haven't had time to eat much today and you actually haven't really taken in much fluid. So that's definitely contributing to not having enough breast milk. So let's, you know, 
first of all, make sure you're eating enough food and taking in enough hydration and that it's got the right qualities of warmth and mushiness and oiliness and easy to digest. Um, so when we look at it like that, um, it all kind of becomes simpler and more straightforward. And everything that Ayurveda recommends, I mean, these are things that you can do on your own. You don't have to have a professional step in to help you, though that is a really beautiful option. Um, but yeah, so I guess back to you know what's really going on is there's incredible depletion. And the body is going to need a process to get back up to its strength. So for example, with digestion, after we birth a baby, you can't eat the same foods that you ate the day your baby was born, you know, before your baby was born. Like you can't digest that because that transformation of having a baby really takes your digestive capability completely down. So you've got to slowly build that back up. Um, and you know, it's women are are in this really incredible position of we are responsible for keeping our baby nourished and alive, but at the same time, we are so vulnerable and in need of such care ourselves that it's this really kind of wild responsibility that it's sort of like the wounded healer, you know, like we've got to, we've got to take care of this person when we actually need to be taking care of ourselves. Um, so, you know, by really designating that six weeks to taking it slow and little by little, honestly, the transformation when, when folks give themselves that time is amazing. Mm. Like people can have really intense, difficult births, but when their postpartum care is well thought out and conscious, their healing is incredibly rapid mm. and lasting. Mm. I love that. And I think that's something great for people to, I mean, just to hear and absorb and be like, wow. Cause I know I, I traveled six weeks postpartum or five weeks, six weeks, I think it was. And looking back, I wouldn't do that again, but I went on a, it was like a once in a lifetime trip with a business mentor. And I was like, I got to go. And I'm like, I don't think that helped me at all. <laughs> well, back. letter. I did the same thing. Um, <laughs> I was just like, that just was a bad idea. Yes. <laughs> like, oh you man. Know, the beautiful thing about it is that, you know, like I, I didn't know about this stuff when my first was born and nope. it's not as though we're screwed because yes. we do that yes. at any point you can take what you've learned and apply it going towards the future. And it is still beneficial. Yes, totally. So if someone's listening, they're like, okay, I want to know a little bit more, you know, maybe they want to join your program, but they haven't studied Ayurveda. And as you said earlier, that, that people have been doing that. I want you to tell us a little bit more about your Ayurvedic postpartum caregiver program um, and where people can find that. I know you're opening it up again in the winter. So in January of 2020. Yes, it's, it's a beautiful program. It's, um, sacredwindowstudies.com is our website. And um, we run this program three times a year. And like I said, it's, it's really geared towards the caregiver. However, so many parents um, or expecting parents really want this information for themselves and are interested in this field. And so it's open to anyone. 
Um, but it's 13 weeks. It's all online. We have live classes every week online using Zoom. So it's really a beautiful connection. Um, and we create a lot of community um, with our students and our graduates. And there's four team members, four of us who are instructors. So it's a variety of viewpoints. And it really covers kind of the foundational aspects of Ayurveda into the foundational principles of postpartum. We dive really deep into postpartum cooking, mm -hmm. um, Ayurvedic postpartum cooking. And then we talk a lot about Ayurvedic touch for postpartum. So this is where we teach the Ayurvedic infant massage and Ayurvedic self massage for, for birthers. Um, and then we kind of talk about what it's like to practice as an Ayurvedic postpartum caregiver and really start helping people um, get creative about how they want to use this work in their professional lives as well as their personal lives. Mm -hmm. So it's, we're, we're in love with this program. It's, we just started our fall cohort and the next one starts January 6th. And it's, it's just a special, it's a special program. Mm, I love it. Yeah. That's where I happened to find you because I was like, oh, I'm interested in doing this program because that's one of my areas that I kind of focus on and, you know, the wellness side and then as well in Ayurveda. So I was like, oh, this looks great to add that because I also came to it, you know, same as you had said, just like realizing this is something that, um, you know, I just try to prep to a little prep people, even in my, you know, just if I'm fitness coaching with them and, um, you know, filling out an identity of like, who do you want to be after the baby's here, because you will change and you will evolve. And, you know, just because I'm like, I wish someone would have told me that because I'm like, if I would have thought that through, I think I would have had a little bit easier time adjusting to being like, someone just called me mom. Like my mom, I think called me a mom. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't identify with that yet. And it was just kind of like, ah, like a shock to my system. But I was like, okay, if I would have maybe eased myself into it and done some of those practices, I think it would have been a little bit smoother transition maybe. Yeah, it's a big one. Yes, it sure is. Oh. Well, um, I have one final question for you, Christine. Um, I like to give the listeners a little weekly challenge. And then when I have guests on, I have you throw out a weekly challenge to everyone. So what would you like that challenge to be this week? Hmm. Well, because not all of our listeners are going to be pregnant or postpartum, I encourage you to create your own sacred window of sorts. So we like to look at the sacred window as 42 days of, of conscious caregiving. So think of something that you want to integrate into your life. It could be a meditation practice. It could be drinking hot water every day. It could be um, anything mindfulness related or eating better, but take one specific goal and see if you can do it for 42 days. I like that. Great. And it's a new challenge to us. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Christine, for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you, Andrea, for, for really making this important. I appreciate it. Yes. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power.